Welcome to C3 Wellington. We're a community on a mission to live, love, and lead like Jesus. For more information about C3 Wellington and to find out about upcoming events and services, visit our website, c3wellington.com. We're so glad you're joining us for this message. We pray it impacts you today. We're going to jump into another message in the Psalms. Who's ready to carry on? The journey of the Psalms, there's a lot of them. I think we're, this is like our fifth Psalm that we've tackled this morning, uh, this, this in the last little wee while actually, not this morning, I haven't tackled five this morning. I've tackled five in the period of time, but anyway, I'm loving it and uh, I, tell, I was just saying this morning that uh, to some of the crew that, I mean, I, I've always loved the Psalms and I've always loved the Proverbs, I've always loved these like, like there's like instructional stuff, there's like uh, moments of like real heart wrestling stuff, like, you know, the, the, the writer, the writer often, often David, but not just David, they often would pour out what they're going through, and, and uh, although we don't necessarily take a theological basis for what they're going through, in other words, their, their cry might not necessarily be cor- correct in the moment, but I love that it's in the Scripture, so we can see that even, even those that wrote the Scripture had moments of trials and suffering, and we're like, have you forsaken me? Where are you? I'm pleading, Lord. Would you, you know, and I love that that's there, and it brings me a lot of encouragement because it makes the Bible really real to me that like what I'm going through, what they're going through, I'm not alone, that other people have gone through the same sort of stuff too. Do you get that? When you re- I get that when I read these Psalms. It's really quite encouraging to me. Uh, I don't know why it, sh- it should be a surprise, but I do love the fact that the Word of God does show the, the humanity of people. Yeah. And, and, and their struggles. And we know every one of people, like we know people's mistakes because they tell us them. And I think there's something to be learned in that, right? There's an authenticity in that that, uh, that we can learn from. But I'm just loving this deeper dive. I'm loving the deeper dive. I'm loving going beyond just the, not just the surface level encouragement because some of it's pretty straightforward stuff. Like it's like, I can feel that sense of, uh, of what you're trying to say, but I've been loving going a bit deeper into these Psalms just to kind of pull a little bit more. Uh, if you go a little bit deeper, sometimes you're even better gems below the surface if you go dig a little bit deeper. So come on, this morning we're in Psalm 20, and we're on the 20th of June in Psalm 20. And uh, my message title this morning is Faith for the Fight. Faith for the Fight. And so let me, uh, let me read you Psalm 20, and then we'll pray and get into a deep dive into this psalm. Come on, let's go. Verse 1. To the choir master, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Selah. Just been obedient to the sealer. Okay. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. Come on. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the King. May He answer us when we call. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for this 
block of scripture, for this chapter in Psalms, for this song that David wrote. We thank you for its encouragement to us today. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through the words of of your servant David, and it would echo thousands of years forward to today, here in Lower Hutt, to this group of people, and you would encourage us, Lord, through your word, that we would be uh, challenged, and that we would be encouraged, and that faith would rise up in our spirit as we see what's going on in these verses. This has made encourage us in Jesus' name to fight the fight in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen and amen. All right. All right. Let's get into it. So the intro, let me give you a bit of a, an intro here. So obviously it's a Psalm of David. Thank you, David, for saying it's a Psalm of David. So we know who wrote this thing. But look, it's a bit different. Okay. It's a bit different. The reason it's a bit different is it's not David's words. Okay. It's not his words. It's actually the voice of the multitude that have come out and there's prayers on behalf of David by the multitude. So it's a group of, of Israelites, a multitude of gathering of people, and it's their prayer on behalf of David before David the king goes to battle. Okay, so what's going on here is David is before, he's before God and he's kneeling down, he's praying to God and the multitude before they go to battle are out with the king and the king is on his knees in prayer and the multitude are there sort of supporting what David is doing and, and the prayer that God would send him and who knows what battle it could be. Theologians have sort of surmised which one it might, might be but David is on his knees before God saying, God, would you defend us? Would you protect us? Would you look after us? Would favor be on us as we go to battle and the multitudes are behind him? They're getting so stirred by David's prayer for protection, for leadership, for guidance, that they start to pray as well. And this is their prayer that David gets so moved by that he writes a song about it. Isn't this cool? David's recalling the prayers of the people on his and Israel's behalf. We know this by the we in verses 5 and in 7 to 9. There's a we, there's a plurality in the prayer. Now, This means that it's David recalling a prayer of a group of people, not his prayer, but their prayer for for him and for Israel. How cool is that? So that's the scene. It's still attributed as a psalm of David. So uh, like I said, it's a spontaneous moment of intercessory faith-building prayer by the people of God or the people of Israel. And look, man, it must have really sparked something in David, and it brought about a a spiritual strength and a moment of glory that we want to be able to capture this morning. So let's break, let's just dive in and and break this down, and we're going to start with the first two verses of chapter 20. This is verses 1 and 2. I'll read them again to you. To the choir master, a psalm of David, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God, the name of, the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. Now remember, this is the people praying this for David. This is the people supporting their leader, supporting their, their leader, their king in prayer right now. They're saying, God, we, 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 all the prayers that David's just prayed, God, well, we ask that you would answer those prayers. We ask that in the day of trouble, this battle that David is facing, and David's not alone in it, but we pray that as he leads us in this, that you would, that you would protect him, that you would answer his prayers, that you would send help, and that you would give him support. And so my first point here is that the prayers of many were to answer the prayers of one, okay? The prayers of many were there to answer the prayers of of one. I love how Jesus says in Matthew 18, verse 20, and we, we, we often use this when it comes to prayer. The context is actually gathering. 
but I think prayer can be part of gathering, right? But Jesus says this in Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am amongst them or in the midst of them. So where two or three are gathered, I just want a quick thought. I know that we're jumping quickly away from this, but I'll bring it back. Trust me. (laughs) We're coming back. This rabbit trail will link back up. Trust me. Where two or three are gathered, this shows that large numbers are not essential. This shows that the rank of people is not essential. This shows that the particular place that you gather is not essential. This shows that the particular time is not essential. This shows that the particular form the meeting should take is not essential. But here's the what is essential, that you are gathered together in my name. This shows that the meeting in Jesus' name is most essential. That gathering together in his name means that he is our point of gathering. We gather around Jesus. And so so here we go. This is so, so cool. So prayer that God would answer David's prayer. I want to give you some advice and some, some pointers on how we ought to pray for one another. The start of this year, 2021, with a sense of increase in prayer. And so this message to help you fight the fight of faith is to help us understand how we can pray for one another. That's the context of the message we find, uh, the, the, the psalm we find ourselves in. So first of all, let, let's just look at this. It says that prayer that God would answer David's prayer. This is a great place to start, friends, when we're praying for one another. I, often you might not know how you ought to pray for one another. And I believe that this psalm gives us some beautiful ways how we ought to pray for one another. Very first thing we should do is when we don't know what to pray, pray that God would hear and answer the prayers that have already been prayed. I love when Alexa prays when we're in a group. Often she'll say, I echo, I second the prayers that have already been prayed. I, 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 whatever, I agree with what's being prayed. I stamp my agreement. I, I step and I say, yes, I agree with these prayers. I'm with these prayers. I'm united with these prayers. And I'm going to add to these prayers. A great place to start when praying for one another is to begin to say, I agree with what's already being prayed. Prayer to pray to agree with prayer. Prayer on prayer is what often it's said, right? Prayer on prayer. Amen means I agree. So you start by saying, I agree with everything that's been prayed, Pastor Phil challenged uh, during a, his discipleship message, a great message, and we played the video here a few months ago, but he talked about the fact that sometimes people come for prayer and they are mature followers of Jesus, they're, they're Christians, right? And so maybe rather than saying, let me pray for you, it might be you pray and I'll agree with you. There's something powerful about you speaking out your words, and I'm going to stand here in agreement and bring my amen, my faith, into what you're praying for yourself. I'm going to leave for you. So David's on his knees going, God, would you rescue me? Would you help me lead your people? And the people behind him going, amen. Make God, would you answer the prayer of David? Their their position is one of what he's crying out for you. We're in agreement with him and we're hoping God, we believe that you will answer the cry of David. And I just love that. Prayer for an answer. So, I'm getting caught up in my notes here. Pray for prayers for an answer on the day, in the moment. Come on, we're petitioning God to move, to speak, to act. We're, we're saying right now, God, would you move? Prayer, pray for protection. That's what he said, because in, in the verse it says that. It says, if I go back up to it, answer you on the day of trouble. So we're praying that God would move now. Now, Lord, now, Lord, would you move now? We're petitioning God to move now, to speak now, to act now. We're praying for protection for help and support. Again, a great place to begin with prayer is acknowledge that God is the source of protection, the source of help, the source of support. You cannot become the answer 
you can become so okay. So you can become the answer to this prayer. You're crying out, God, would you send help and support? You're at the moment being that help and that support by just praying. Isn't this interesting? You become a self-fulfilling answer to the prayer that you're praying. I believe that in the moment, the multitude became the answer to prayer for David. David's like, God, would you send help and support? And all of a sudden, the multitude start praying, yes, Lord. And David's like starting to feel. You can see, feel as you read through the scriptures. His wind starts to get into a sail so much that he writes a song of worship to God about it. You can become the answer of prayer and help and support. Your prayers are valuable All right, verse 3. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Salah or Selah. Okay, may he remember your offerings. The word offering here is, uh, and remember we are Old Testament, we're pre the cross, we are still under the the law, the covenant, and the, and the, and the the Mosaic law. And so they had a whole system of offerings and sacrifices that they would uh, obey and follow and, and, and through obedience to the word of God as he had laid out. And, uh, but here's the thing. This word offering here is not, it's not, it's a non-blood offering. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a blood sacrifice. It's different. It's a voluntary donation. Okay. It's a gratitude offering. Okay. And so it's a free contribution. It's saying, would you remember my Gratitude offerings, the free contributions that I've given you, not because you require it of me, but that I choose to give it, okay? And so he's saying that, the people are saying, would you remember all of the gratitude that David has had on his lips for you and all the things that he, he has overflowed? Would in this moment that be a place of, of, of you to move God? Now, again, we don't buy anything from God. You cannot purchase anything from God, but I'm just here today to maybe just take a little bit of a liberty on this and say, here's something you need to know. Your words are free. Your words are free, and you need to see your words as offerings, all right? See your words as offerings, and here's the question. Are they worthy of God's remembrance? May he remember all your offerings. Are your words worthy of the remembrance of God? Are they are they, are they pointing to gratitude? Are they pointing to gratitude? I've got here in my notes that grumbling and complaining are barriers, not doorways. Yeah. When you're in the moment of, of a fight, when you're in a battle, there's, it's easy to start to see what you don't have, to see the lack, to see the situation and how grim it might be. But right now they're saying, look, we're not looking at the circumstances of the situation. We're appealing to the offering, the free donations of gratitude. Right now we're lifting ourselves to a place of thankfulness and gratitude, remembering what you have done for us, remembering how much that matters to us, and we're going to put our place in a place of prayer. Praise and worship, and when it comes at that attitude, we're kind of coming at it from that point of view, and, and in that God, you will remember these things, and you will you will redeem us, and you will save us in the situation. Got to remember that your words are free offerings that you can use to either tear down or build up. The Book of James says, and and so. Uh, remember that grumbling and complaining, they're barriers. They're not doorways. They're not opening up to anything. They're just they're encumbering us. Remember our offerings and regard with favor your burnt, off, burnt sacrifices. And another translation says, will you, ex- and will you accept the burnt sacrifices? These are the obedience moments. 
okay? So the burnt sacrifices were the things that you were called to do in obedience to God. There was a Levitical law. There was a whole set of statutes and obedience to God, and it was very, very exhaustive. But there was things that you had to do. But here's the key thing here. And I think it's really important to understand this. Even, even in the, uh, the dry obedience of all the things that they had to do because God commanded it, there was still a God accepting it or not accepting it. In other words, there was still motivation and attitude that mattered beyond the action. So even though someone ought, might be going, right, well, I want to sacrifice this lamb or whatever it might be, uh, if their heart and their attitude was not connected to the, to the really value and the real point and the real command of God, and was not, it was not, their motivation wasn't there, God's like, I don't accept it. Yeah, yeah. This is when we go back to, the, uh, to Cain and Abel. You see, Abel bought uh, of the first fruits. He bought of the first fruits of, of, his, of the increase. I just before talked about tithing. Tithing is bringing the first. The reason I believe tithing made it through the cross is because it wasn't under the law. It was before the law. This message isn't about tithing, but I'm going to take a segue here. Uh, uh, Abel was one of the first institutions of tithing. He gave the first fruits to God. The, but before he even knew how much he might have, before he knew how much, before he knew how, can I feed my family? Can I have enough? Am I going to get through? It doesn't matter. God's your first. You're first. I'm giving you the first. And it says about Abel's, about Cain's offering, after, some t- after a process of time, after a process of time, he brought his offering to God. And it's almost like he wanted to make sure he counted. I've got one, two, three, four, five. That's enough for me. Sweet, I can give to God. Right? And so there is a, there's a firstness in this. And so even though it looked like the offerings were of similar amount or of similar percentage or similar whatever, the point was that there was a firstness in the worship of Abel that wasn't there in Cain's. So there's a way that you can bring an offering to God, whatever it might be, that is unpleasing to him. All right, And so he's saying, remember, regard with favor, the burnt offerings is the, 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 my following and obedience to what you commanded me with a joyful attitude and a good heart. Just because it was done, and of course the Lord doesn't mean that God accepted it. And then he tells us to pause and reflect. Stop. Sila. Pause. And reflect. Let's do that now. Right? Even if we're at the start or in the middle of this message, think about that. Think about your words. What battle are you facing right now? What's the fight that's in front of you? And where do your words locate you? Are they gratitude offerings? Your actions, your good works, are they done with a motivation as worship unto Jesus? Are we anchored in a desire to see him glorified? Is it a response of all he's done for us? Are you here this morning to magnify and exalt the name of Jesus? All right, verse 4. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. I've definitely used this one just to inspire a sense of purpose and God can do it and I I believe all of that. But in the context, the people were asking God to answer the prayer of David, which was to defend the people of God, to protect the covenant kingdom of Israel, God's people, It was a prayer that victory would bring glory to God. 
And so the people are going, will you grant, as David's heart's desire is that, God, you, the, your people will be protected, your people will be defended, your kingdom, your covenant kingdom would be protected and defended, and your name would be great in the nation and the nations. Give us this victory today for your glory. If that's the prayer, they're saying, give him his heart's desire. <laughs> Fulfill all his plans. They are selfless. They are rooted in you being glorified and lifted up. Oh, so we are behind that 100%. Come on. <laughs> this is so important. Come on. This is, this is the great heart's desire, the victory, the victory we desire. Would bring the, this is where we need to be, that whatever we see that we're facing, that we're looking for uh, a victory in and, 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 and to fight this good fight, we need to know that the victory we desire would bring glory to God. Where that the answer to prayer would glorify God. It can't end on us. When our desires line up with the plan and the will of God for us, we can pray this prayer with confidence. The key to a life of fulfilled desire and achieved purpose is to find our place in His great plan instead of hoping that God become an actor in our plan. You know, so that's the key, right? That we're trying to figure out His plan. We're trying to align our heart with His way, with His desires, with His plan, and, and, and align ourselves with that. And then when we know that we're aligned, look, all you need to know is that you're in the will of God. It doesn't matter what you face. That will be enough to get you through, and so, come on, whatever we're walking through, may the outcome of this fight and the victory on the other side bring you glory. May, may whatever it is that I'm looking for you to switch up and change, not just be about you making my life more comfortable and you making my life whatever, but may it be a, a champion trophy to the goodness of God. May it see like we talked about patches on sails. May it be like a patch on the sail to point to the glory of God so others might see it and worship and say, you are good. You are good. David is desiring for the, for the victory, but not for his namesake. He's desiring the victory for God's namesake. First five, may we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. All right, we're going back to prayer. I want to help you out with another point of prayer because this, this psalm takes a turn of faith here, right? It takes like a turn of faith. And I just feel this like building sense of faith among the people, right? So may we shout for joy over your, the people are saying, we're going to shout for joy over your salvation, King David, that God's going to, through you leading us, he's going to bring salvation to all of us, right? So there's a sense of, there's a confidence in God God's answer to this prayer. Right there, there's a confidence that God is going to come through here. He will save you is what they're saying. He will save you. It's a position of faith that sparks joy in the face of battle. They haven't got to the battle yet. They haven't got there yet. Yet they're already saying, we're going to shout for joy for you're going to save us. Not only that, they said we're going to set up banners. You know what they do? They set up banners for the victory march when the king comes back victorious. They set up banners, and the banners were like part of the victory march. They're saying, hey, before you even go to battle, we're already setting up the banners. We're already saying that you're going to be victorious. We already know that God is coming through. We already know why? Because your plan is to see God glorified. And when we know that your plan is this, God is coming through. God is coming through for us. And so faith starts to rise. Come on, faith starts to rise. We need to speak it out over one another. God, I know that you're going to bring glory through the situation, that you're going to bring about a place that your name is going to be glorified, that you love us, that you're going to bring a, a conclusion and victory into the situation. We believe it for one another. Can you hear? We've 
you've gone from God, will you protect and be there for them and support them and be their help? And I'm here with you. And we've moved ourselves through prayer. I agree with what's been prayed before. We stand with you. And now we've moved ourselves to a place of we stand in joy because we know the victory is already won. That we already got the victory. We believe in it, Lord. And so right now we set up our banners that we're saying it's going to happen. Isn't this crazy cool? I don't know about you, but I can just gloss over this stuff when I read the Psalms. But I'm getting really excited about what I see here. Come on. We need to set up our banners. We need to set up our banners, our victory banners. Come on, we need to set it up. We need to be confident that God will bring the victory. We need celebration already in our step. Before we even take a step on the battlefield, the victory has been won. And then King David is like, they, 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 they can hear that the, the prayer of the people moves to see the response of King David. And it's, it's awesome as we move through the close here. And if you've got a track or something, team, that you can play just quiet in the background, that'd be fantastic. Let me read you verses 6 to 9 again, and let's pull that apart. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. Yeah. Don't make me get I'll, I'll break down. I'll, I'll break a hip is what I'll do. He will... <laughs> <laughs> he will answer him. I know, I know, I know, I know that the Lord will save his anointed. I know. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Because some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we don't trust in the things of this world. We don't trust in missiles and tanks. One, one, modern translation might say. We don't, we don't trust in having enough in the bank account or we don't trust in means of this earth. Our trust is in something far deeper, far more powerful and in something that cannot be shaken. Cannot be shaken. So we're going up against an army that seems invincible. It seems unbeatable. It seems... Yeah, here's the, here's the cool thing. In the law of God, God said that you would not add horses to your army. Like he, he had a part of the law of where, where he prohibited them. Isn't that interesting? So you might find yourself in a situation where you think that you feel hemmed in, prohibited. Like you just want to get breakthrough, but it feels like everything, the numbers are stacked against you. See, God stacks the numbers against us not actually against us, but against the thing that was in front of us so that He might show His strength. So that you might not put your faith, your faith into false hope. That you might not anchor your faith to things that are temporal, that are created and not the Creator. So He limits us so that we might be dependent upon Him so that He might get the glory and that you might be in awe of how good He is. <laughs> so some might trust in chariots. Some might trust in horses the sheer weight and volume of power, earthly power, but we trust in heavenly power that is unfathomable. We trust in a power that breathed out planets. We trust in a power that split seas. We trust in a power that raised dead people. We trust in a power, come on, we trust in a power that is beyond this world, a supernatural power on your side and mine Whatever you face, you have heaven behind you. You have heaven behind you. Come on, they collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Oh Lord, save the King.
May he answer us when we call. Come on, faith has been activated, friends. Faith has been activated. Declarations have been stirred. I know the Lord saves. He will answer him. We trust in the name and the character and attributes of the Lord Yahweh here, covenant God. That's the Lord that's used. We trust in the name and the character of the God who promised. You promised, and we stand on that promise. We trust in your name and the character and the attributes and the power and the divinity of our God. We trust in that, and we rise and stand. We will not fall. We will not collapse. We will not be taken out by this fight. We will rise victorious. Oh, Lord, save the King. I love how it wraps back to the top, echoing the start of this prayer, but now activating faith to believe it will happen. Come on, church. Let's stand this morning. Let's stand this morning. Come on, God wants to activate faith in your life. Faith for the fight. Faith for the fight. Come on, faith for the fight. Thank you.